0: I'm an educator and I'm blessed enough to bring opportunities to people Mm -hmm. and whether it's something that works for them and their family at that point in time, that's up to them. It's not up to me. And so I have to be indifferent as to whether or not they invest. That's something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. And I'm telling you, like, if you can approach that in that way, it's a win.
1: hello hello welcome to the five talents podcast i'm your host abel pacheco i interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences so if you're an investor a high w2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job then this podcast is for you Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real-life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. We are super excited today. We have another amazing guest, Mr. Benjamin Kogut. Benjamin, thank you very much for joining, man. We appreciate it.
0: Abel, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the honor.
1: Yeah, you're the man. I've uh, seen you on LinkedIn a bunch, seen you in the social space. And just every time I see you know something coming out of of your platform, it's success after success after big deal after big deal. And I guess this year, you know, we were just talking about it prior to the show during uh, our pandemic COVID year. You came out. I think I originally saw you with some sharing positivity, like a it was a you know positivity hashtag and and some kind of positivity challenge. And I go, oh, you know, I need to follow this gentleman. Anybody that's pumping out. You know some really good positive messages. And then I realized, oh, you're a commercial real estate investor also. So it was super awesome. But uh, Benjamin, well, why don't you start, give us a proper introduction, my friend. Tell us who you are, what you do, how you do it. And we'll just jump into a great conversation.
0: Well, I appreciate the, uh, the positivity from you as well, Abel. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so Ben Kogut, I'm here in Austin, Texas. I specialize in raising capital for commercial real estate syndications. I'm a partner in a company called HJH Investments. Our mission is to protect and then grow our investors' capital through acquisition of retail, office, and industrial properties around the US. And so what you'll see that's a little bit different from, you know, some of the multifamily projects that I'm sure you guys talk a lot about is that uh, these commercial properties, what they typically have in common amongst properties is that if high credit tenants with long-term leases and typically we're acquiring these assets around a 10 cap. And so yeah that that's that's a little little bit a little bit more background. I've been a commercial real estate broker uh, for about 15-16 years and I just wow yeah yeah I got my CCIM I got my MBA went through all that process and then I uh, decided it was time to uh, give up the brokerage business just to focus exclusively on real estate syndication. And, and that's what I do now.
1: Yeah. Tired of finding other people good deals. So I want to take down your own, right? <laughs> that's awesome. So you were doing syndicate, uh, sorry, brokerage or brokering deals for length of time. Tell us what you learned. Obviously, a lot of that insight and expertise, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Plays into what you do now, you know. Maybe one or two nuggets that you took from that side of the house that you maybe still incorporate today.
0: I mean, it, it has always been and always will be about relationships first and foremost. You know, making sure that you're always a person of high integrity, and you know, it's very important for us that we do what we say we're going to do at all times. And so, those issues, being uh, knowledgeable about the market. Luckily, I have a passion for commercial real estate, and just like you, I enjoy being you know, reading about commercial real estate, talking about commercial real estate from night till, you know, even if it means you and I being on a clubhouse group in the evening. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And just trying to help and educate people about the benefits of commercial real estate and syndication and investing and creating passive income and the tax benefits and all those other fun things.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I agree. It's all about the relationships. And when you take your knowledge, education and kind of helping others, it feels amazing, you know, personally and you the same way. I heard you on Clubhouse. If if you guys aren't on it yet, you know, be careful. It's highly addictive if you enjoy learning a lot and giving a lot. So it's kind of the platform set up pretty well. But anyways, Benjamin and I were, you know, in a room and kind of going down some, tax savings, tax strategies on commercial real estate investing. And I was like, man, this, this guy really knows this stuff and uh, excited to hear. So anyways, man, tell us about you know your syndications. How many deals are you in? What $300 million of assets under management? What is that? How many deals are in the portfolio? Give us the trajectory. When did you start? How did it happen? Just l- let's dig into that, man. That's amazing. Let's
0: see. So the company was founded about Five years ago, and since then we have acquired over 53 properties. Wow, you guys are moving. Yeah, last year we bought about 85 or 86 million dollars worth of assets during 2020, which Mm -hmm. I raised, our team raised 27 million dollars of equity in order to acquire that much real estate. And Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, our goal right now is to buy another $100 million worth of commercial real estate in 2021. And what yep. we do is we have a process where we do research every day, looking at between 1,000 thousand and fifteen hundred 1,500 different opportunities every week. So it's a massive amount of deals. And we narrow that down based on, again, if it's retail, office, or industrial, if it has mm-hmm. At least 30% of the tenancy is triple B credit or higher with more than five years of lease term remaining upon the day of acquisition. So that means that on day one, we know that we have cash flow coming in because of that high credit tenant for long term lease. That's where our search starts. And out of that 1,500 deals that we look at every week, we make six, on average, we make about 16 offers a week on different assets around the country.
1: Wow. And so out of 16, (laughs) out of
0: 16, one out of 16 offers we'll be able to put under contract. Typically it's with a a seller that's motivated, motivated enough to sell it to us at a 10 cap. And then one out of three of those that we put under contract will pass our very, very thorough due diligence process. So it's, it's quite the funnel. And then once it passed the due diligence process, then we go to our lending relationships. We put you know, market rate debt on it, somewhere in the 70s, 75% LTV. And then it comes to me, I go and I visit the properties, and then I go out to our relationships that I have and talk to them about the project and what we see and why, why we like it, why we don't like it, completely transparent and just kind of you know, give them an opportunity basically to become investors with us.
1: I knew I was going to learn a few things in this conversation, and I'm excited about a couple big ones, raising capital and this funnel. <laughs> so there's this huge system and pipeline that you have in place to look at that many deals. Let's talk about that. So and, and let me frame this for a second. Sorry. So Five Talents Podcast, we really focus on commercial real estate investing. So we probably have two types of guests, at least two. We have the passive investors, and then we also have active general partners—people that are doing deals just like us—and you know, that maybe they're on the first, second, third deal, and they're you know learning a little bit more about the process, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, for the passive investors, Benjamin just described this massive funnel and a massive system. How to look at that many opportunities to figure out if you know those the deals that actually work, and the ones that work, those are the ones he gets done. You see an offering memorandum and you see the opportunity and, and there you go. You can be an investor in this deal. But as a general partner, I'm super curious, like how in the world, what kind of system do you guys have set up in place? Maybe you can describe that, a funnel, your traps that you've created, the system to look at that many properties and make an offer on that many deals.
0: Yeah. Well, it starts with people and we have an incredible... Acquisitions team is headed by John Post. He's in our office, and he's the best at it than anybody I know. He loves you know, scouring all the different platforms. We get a lot of off-market deals through relationships that we have with brokers. And really, it's it's not rocket science. It really is. You know, we know what we're looking for, and we're not afraid to make offers. So I would really encourage you and your audience, you know, make offers. You know, so we'll see things coming out of the market and. And let's say it's in the eight cap range or something like that, right? And so we'll make a 10 cap offer. That's the only way that it works for us because we structure our deals historically where we pay out an 8% per return. And we pay that every month, every month, starting on the first month. And the only way that we can do that is we have bought it right. We bought it at that 10 cap range. We leverage it up to somewhere in the 12, 14, 15% cash on cash range, and then that makes it so that we can distribute that cash flow. After that 8 craft is paid, then quarterly, we're going to do another bonus distribution on top of that, where we distribute 50% of the additional cash flow to the investors as well. So in general, historically, we're averaging somewhere between 10 10 and 10.5% cash-on-cash cash returns to our investors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, yeah, we pay it out. We have all the systems and software in place to make monthly distributions, and then quarterly distributions... Uh, When everything is normal, then the quarterly distribution will come out as well. And at that point, we're going to provide everybody with a updated cash flow statement balance sheet and narrative on what the latest is with that property.
1: Yeah. So that makes perfect sense, right? You're going to see X amount of deals come across your plate and you're going to backtrack or reverse engineer. If I know I need to have an 8 I need to pay an investor starting immediately, then I better make sure that I can offer at a certain price. You know, sellers asking for X amount, like you said, an 8-cap, you're offering a 10, which gives you the ability to say you can hit those projections if they accept your offer. And I guess, you know, still, I'm going to kind of come back to it. How do you even get that deal flow? How many, how many brokers are sending you deals? How many websites are you looking at? How do you look at that many deals? How Has that actually happened?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a blend of just about everything you can imagine. I mean, it's the LoopNet, the Coast, or that's kind of saying same. even when we got started, it was on Craigslist. Brokers bring us deals, getting on all the major brokerage houses, email lists, right? They're constantly flowing. Opportunities are coming to us. And John, on a daily basis, sifting through all that, looking, looking, looking for something that fits in our box.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: was just going to, you know, if that is something that somebody want to dig in a little bit more on, we disclose this entire process. You can copy it. It's on our website, hjhinvestments.com on the resources tab. We put together some YouTube videos, the short videos, and we go through each and every part of the process, how we find deals, how we structure deals you know, so on and so forth. And, yeah. um, you know, it's out there.
1: Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's super cool, man. Thank you very much. I think that's, that's good. I'll have to go check it out. And you look at, I would assume, many multiple markets at that kind of volume. Which markets are you looking into and are you buying?
0: So really anywhere in the United States. But the, the reality is in today's market, we're finding opportunities mostly in the Midwest. We have mm-hmm. a lot of, We, in particular, we have a lot of relationships up there. Although we did just on December 31st, 2020. So a few weeks ago, we, we closed on a $20 million single tenant office building in Houston, not far from us. That, yeah, we have two, we have two deals here in Texas, but really like Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Kansas, Missouri, you know, that part of the country, um, sometimes secondary markets where we're able to find that still that same high quality, high credit tenants maybe in harder to reach cities and so we go that extra mile to go and visit those cities like I'm I'm a road warrior all the time for better <laughs> or worse
1: sounds like it man it sounds like you're you're grinding
0: yeah yeah i mean that's you know i like that too so luckily that's fun but it is tiring and it is a grind but um you know we're we're here we're uh, you know trying to protect our investors capital so that means that we have to you know go above and beyond and make sure that we're um, you know, being as thorough as possible, doing our diligence as well as managing assets along the way.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing, man. Well, kudos to you. You've done an amazing job thus far and sounds like you're only you're not only gonna get bigger and on a tear to to continue to grow. So great uh, work, yeah. man, great work. Yeah. So let's talk about this twenty seven million dollars that you've raised. I know there's somebody on our Facebook page right now, either at least mine, scratching their heads and and saying, you know, it's so hard for me to even put one single family deal together. And I can't even find a hundred K investor to do that. How in the world did you raise $27 million worth of capital? And let's just, you know, break this down. This will be a fun conversation. How does that happen?
0: Right. So let's not beat a dead horse, but first it starts with relationships. It starts with educating people, it starts with taking people out to lunch and dinner and golf and all that stuff. So that that's let's let's put that aside because that just is a given.
1: It's a given. Uh, yeah.
0: Right. You gotta do that. You have to do that. And it takes a long time. And when I got started, I swear, like I went to I put together a list of like 50 people that you know that I thought would be, you know, high potential investors, like some, you know, family friends that I've known for forever that I know are wealthy, and some people I went to even middle school and elementary school. I have some elementary school friends that are uh, investors with me, which is super cool. And just, you know, start the conversation and say, hey, I intend on, you know, buying this type of property. These are the types of returns that I'm going to be aiming for. And when I actually find it, would this be something that you'd be interested in investing? You know, just kind of plant that seed. It's going to take about seven interactions like that per person uh, before somebody actually will jump in on average, right? So like constantly planting seeds is kind of how I think about it. Yeah. And then the people that you thought were going to definitely be the first ones in, they're probably not going to be your first investor. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's super frustrating. They're the ones that have the most money. And, you know, you kind of think, well, you know, why not? Why would they give it? I don't, I still don't even know the answer. It's those people that shock you and that like, They're like, yeah, I'll put 200 grand in your deal. And you're like, you know, like, it's it's just, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) But I'll tell you this, that one, so one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that it's on me as a capital raiser to be indifferent. And what I mean by that is like, I don't care. I truly don't care whether you invest or not. And that way, when you, when you have that mentality, it frees up any kind of like, I'm not here to push anybody into a deal. Truly, truly, I'm not. I'm here to educate, to share what I, what I think about the deal, what I've seen about the deal, why we're doing the deal, how, you know, just like whatever I can to educate. I'm an educator.
1: Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm.
0: And I'm blessed enough to bring opportunities to people mm-hmm. and whether it's something that works for them and their family at that point in time, that's up to them. It's not up to me. And so I have to be indifferent as to whether or not they invest. That's something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. And I'm telling you, like, if you can approach that in that way, it's a win. That's the winning mentality to have when you're trying to go out in there and raise capital.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great mindset. So let me at least share for our listeners, our passive listeners, I talk about this, I don't know, at least a few times, but it's worth bringing up, which is the way we are doing deals is we and Benjamin's the same as, as the way we do deals, mm-hmm. syndication So we're basically pulling resources together, private equity, and buying something bigger than what we would have been able to buy on our own. And the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, gives us certain rules to play by. But for the most part, Regulation D, 506B, 506C, some people use Reg A, very few, but it kind of all similar. We're pulling capital together. And as we're doing so, I think a question that I get a lot is, well, why isn't everyone doing this already? And I go, well, you know, it's really, it's new. Since 2012, the JOBS Act was kind of came out. 2012, I think it was Obama's administration, they passed it and it opened up these opportunities for the everyday average investor to get in before you couldn't advertise. You have to know Ben and shake his hand and kind of know him personally personally. Or otherwise you would never even known that people do this deal. And in 2012, they changed those rules. They said, if you're an accredited investor, they'll let us advertise. And, you know, they they start talking about these deals. And then they give an exemption also for non-accredited investors. And, you know, it just opens up these opportunities so much. Where, you know, kind of going back to to your point, Ben, is man, it's almost a little bit of indifference and timing is everything. I'm just giving you an opportunity that you probably would never have seen had we not spoke about this. And that's the amazing part of the education and the, the indifference here. It's Like, man, you know, I'm just giving people an opportunity that you probably would have never seen without me. Hello, hello, this is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, deep down, do you know that multifamily and commercial real estate investing is one of the best ways to create financial freedom? If you said yes to that question and you are where I was a few years ago, then I'd absolutely love to connect with you. A few years ago, I started personally consuming a ton of real estate education. I traveled all over the country, as many real estate conferences and seminars that I could go to. I took 200 plus hours of real estate education. I spent thousands of dollars along the way. And I did this because I knew the path to financial freedom for me and my family was through commercial real estate and syndication. So if you've made a similar decision, I'd love to connect with you and potentially in the future, I'd love to partner with you as well. Take a moment, go to 5tcre.com forward slash invest, and I'd love to set up a time to talk.
0: Yeah, exactly and it's not up to me to decide whether this is the best thing for you and you know i don't know what your financial situation or family situation or whatever is like mm-hmm. so because at the beginning i took it personally you know especially those people that i thought would be the low hanging fruit that would definitely throw yeah. money in and they they for the most part came around to it they were like yeah you yeah, know let me let me see you some deals and then you know, we, we've got quite a track record now. And so like, I've overcome that obstacle wholeheartedly. No one's like, Oh, you haven't done enough deals yet. So yeah. to an extent, like that's pretty uh, beneficial to where we're at now. And that kind of, that's a little bit like rocket fuel, like the velocity and momentum of people are, you know, reaching out to me and saying, Hey, yeah, no and so said, Hey, you know, they're having a good experience and getting all these, you know, monthly checks and stuff like that. Tell me about it. How do I get in on, on this stuff? And so then we, we have a, we have a system where, you know, we educate people. Partly it starts with those videos that I mentioned that are on our website. And now, you know, we're at the precipice of launching an ebook to kind of, you know, we haven't done any, any Google, Facebook, nothing like that. It's all just word of mouth and, and, and relationships and stuff like, that. you know, we're trying to up our game with that. And so I wrote an ebook and, you know, we, we're not advertising deals, but we are, you know, sharing education. Basically, yeah. people, and if they find that it's something that they would like to pursue, then we connect and we build a relationship, and then eventually we'll, we'll probably get them on our investor list and yeah, so on and so forth.
1: I love it. I love it. Hence, you're on a podcast with me today, and I'm very appreciative that I caught you at a good time so we can all of us can learn a little bit more about what you do and how you do it. So thank you for joining. That's and uh, we we did the exact same thing, man. It was it's been a good year to you know to. Double down on this kind of stuff and the social part of it. But anyways, tell us what your ebook's about, man. So you said education, you're educating us on the process, on on your process, or what's it about?
0: We call it five things to consider when investing in real estate syndication. And so we go through what the goals and strategies are. And not that it's better or worse than multifamily, but there's just different, you know, goals that you may compare to with multifamily or other types of syndications and investing. We go through why this is a, a good play for diversification and how to diversify. And We talk a little bit more in depth about uh, the property criteria and why we buy the high credit tenants for long term leases and, and the process that we go through. And we talk about track record and you know, like it is important that whoever you're investing with has a track record of success to be able to uh, to execute upon the business plan. And then I, yeah. I talk a little bit uh something that I learned about 10 years ago in business school that, that I thought was kind of fun. And it's, it's based on a professor from Harvard named Bill Solomon. He calls it the, uh, the four rules of cash. Have you ever heard of the four rules of cash?
1: No, no, I'm excited.
0: Okay. All right. So these are mine. These are his, they're like, yeah, duh, but sometimes the simple as best. All right. So rule number one, all right? More cash, is better than less cash. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. Rule number two, cash sooner is better than cash later. Right? 100. Right, like the time value of money. Less risky cash is better than more risky cash. All right. right? That makes sense. That's right. And then rule number four. Okay, you ready for it? This is never run out of cash.
1: <laughs> these are really good rules they're very straightforward <laughs> easy to understand and there you go man that's awesome who wrote that book again or where did you uh, pick it bill,
0: bill solomon s-a-h-l-m-a-n and so then we go into a little bit of depth uh kind of talking through why you need to have these thoughts in mind and, and like one example would be cash sooner that is better than cash later so in our deals, we uh, have cash flow on day one. So we are prepared to make distributions on month one and two and three and so on and so forth, right? So you are going to get a higher cash on cash return versus other projects, which may, you know, you put money in and then three years later, you get a pop back out then, which is great, but they're just different business models. And so it's something to be thinking about, hey, you know how does that impact the time value of money when i put money in now and i get money 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 every month versus i put money in now and you know a year or two or three go by and then i get money back so like what it depends like what are your goals and so you know a lot of a lot of people talk about internal rate of return irr right and so i have a little bit of beef with the idea of irr because it assumes that you know what your exit is going to be in three years, five years, whatever your pro forma is. And the further you go out, the foggier that crystal ball gets. Right. And so lots of times people are just pulling numbers out of their butt and saying, Oh, this is, you put money in here. And this is what we project you're going to get out in five years. It's like, well, who knew what that, you know, we'd be living through a pandemic right now. Who who knows what's going to happen in five years. Right. And so, I yeah the metric that I prefer to focus on especially I'm an investor too I'm in I'm in a bunch of deals I like to know what my cash on cash returns are and so I don't want to go super in depth on that uh, right here but I would recommend any listeners get educated on what does it mean cash on cash what is internal rate of return what is a modified internal rate of return so things like that so being financially literate is extremely important as an investor in this in this business
1: I 100% agree. Financial literacy is like something that unfortunately we didn't get, I didn't get taught in school. I don't know if you did, but no one showed me how to read a P&L. No one showed me how to read an income statement, a balance sheet. And I don't know if I was not paying attention or something, but maybe I missed that completely when they taught us how to, you know, evaluate the, the valuation of a, of a business. <laughs> it just never came. So what are some ways or insights or nuggets you can drop on somebody that's trying to become more financial literate? Any advice for somebody that's like, man, I'm really not very good with these pro formas and income statements, balance sheets, you know, all that stuff.
0: So I I also did not learn these things in college. uh, And I went to University of Texas, which I'm very proud of. But really, it took about mm, eight years after that, when I went to get my MBA here in Austin, I went to a program called Acton where I had the pleasure of learning it. And so like, I don't know where you are, Mr. Or Mrs. Listener on, on the spectrum of financial literacy, but the truth is it's out there, you know, like everything you could ever want to learn is out there. And so whether you're a visual learner and you want to get on YouTube or you want to listen to some podcasts, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and most of them are like either self-help oriented or financial oriented or real estate oriented, and, you know, just you can reach out to me. I can provide you with some of the resources that we have to to share with people because that is what we specialize in is educating people. You know, that's actually one of the really interesting things, Abel, is like, you know, until I started doing this, this raising capital and investor relations, like I didn't realize how much I enjoyed teaching. So that's been something that's new for me being a teacher and educating and sort of helping people understand these types of things. Yeah. But I haven't like I haven't really formalized it, and I'm just now at the precipice of launching that little ebook. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, maybe maybe some more of that's coming
1: soon. All right, man, we're excited, and we're excited, and keep it coming. We're recording like at the end of January here, so if this show comes out maybe end of February, your book will be kind of out there, and you know, somewhere around this time frame or a little little afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we have the ebook done. And so the strategy is, we hired a third party company to help us put together, like, to me, it's sophisticated, but it's like, uh, we're using HubSpot, which is some software where, and, you know, full disclosure, anyway, so like you come and you sign up for the ebook, you put your email in, and then automatically you get a welcome. And then we have like a five email sequence where, it's an education process, trying to, you know, give people more information, be top of mind. Yeah. And then it, and always inviting them to connect with me so that we can have a one-on-one, either in person or on Zoom or whatever. And yeah, so you know, I, I see all the other syndicators doing that. And so I figure, well, you know, what got us here won't get us there. So let's let's put that together. And so I think probably in February, March twenty twenty. You, want, you should have all that set up and right go through our website hjhinvestments.com and download the ebook and get fully educated and yeah um, yeah that's
1: awesome Well, we're here on the topic if somebody wants to reach out maybe hey they're interested in learning more about your investments they want to play some capital with you etc cetera, etc cetera, what's the best place for them to reach out to you
0: yeah so on the socials easy you know instagram linkedin my name is Spelled Ben, and then my last name is spelled K-O-G-U-T, Kogut. It's Polish. I can thank my uh, Polish uh, ancestor for that unique last name. And then, yeah, of course, invest at hjhinvestments.com will get to me, and I'll be happy to connect with you and and talk through what we have coming down the pipeline. And we always have properties coming down the pipeline. And something else that I'll sort of mention enables a couple of things that I've also learned that. so we are structured in a way where if somebody had a ten thirty one exchange, and they wanted to exchange into a, a real passive income syndication project. Mm-hmm. And we do structure those types of deals typically it's through a tenant in common structure, also known as a tick. We also happily work with people with self directed IRAs, and you know, of course, cash. You know, there's always, cash is king. Yeah. So,
1: do all do Regulation D five hundred six B or C D- or both? Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. No. So you have to have a pre existing relationship with Ben to invest. So I would reach out to him if you're interested sooner than later. So if he has a deal in the future, you can actually invest. So yeah, just little also, little, uh, little
0: you know, for better or worse, it's a credit investor's
1: only. Oh, so you do a B, but credited only. Is that mm-hmm. what you mean? Yes. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Okay, No, no problem. And then let's see here. Before you go, I know we have a couple more minutes, but. It goes so quickly, man. I I feel like we're just kind of just got the surface level. We'll have to have you back at at one of our meetups that we do on a Wednesday. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to highlight or bring some extra exposure or, you know, last bits of wisdom or insight you want to leave with any of our, our guests and audience?
0: Yeah, there are meaningful and significant tax advantages To being an investor in a real estate syndication. It starts with a cost segregation study, which if you don't know what that is, super easy to Google, but basically it's a third-party company will come and dissect a property into different components. I'm not great at explaining that, but hopefully you can Google that and get educated about what a cost segregation study, which feeds into a depreciation schedule. And then it allows for us to pass through tax losses to our investors And those tax losses are, they're significant, they're wonderful. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't change in the near future. But basically just wanted to kind of highlight that we do pass those those paper tax losses through the K-1s to all of our investors. And yeah, yeah. So definitely another topic of, you know, it's like not only are you as an investor going to get passive income cash flow, And the appreciation from the upside on the sale. And you're going to get tax losses through the accelerated depreciation. And you don't have to do anything but sit back and we ACH uh, the distributions to your account every month. So, you know, just grateful for the opportunity to uh, help people, you know, earn passive income. And, you know, at the end of the day, our mission is to protect our investors' capital, first and foremost, by making sure that we are, you know, making great acquisitions time and time again, and making sure that we take care of the assets throughout the process. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because if you don't know accelerated depreciation, cost segregation, Google bonus depreciation in a first year, all those three terms go together and they will absolutely change, you know, what is your biggest expense in your lifetime is taxes. It's really not your mortgage. It's not your car payment. you know, groceries are, I'm sure, are pretty high out there. But the biggest expense you're going to have for the rest of your life are taxes. And if you figure out that game, how to beat the tax man, then essentially you're going to have more money more money on the four rules of cash. I want more money sooner. I I want it now. And I want to put it in another investment as quickly as possible. So I love it. Thank you very much for for sharing that. And this has been a a really great interview, Ben. I'm I'm very happy, man. Thank you very much for, you know, dropping the little bits of knowledge and and nuggets on us and, and appreciate it. I guess the last question too, what was your first deal and how did you get into it?
0: Oh, well, first deal, I, I mean, I've bought some single family stuff along the way here in Austin, lived in it, and then moved out of it and just kind of rented and cash flowed it. And as it's not a secret, everything in Austin's gone up in value. I will share a fun little story. So Corey, my business partner, he's the CEO, He he founded this company. I started out as an investor. And back in 2017, Mm -hmm. And the way that we started our business relationship was I had a, (laughs) we were at a a real estate investor conference. And in the evening, they had a fun event called a cowboy auction. And the cowboy auction is when you bring non-monetary items to barter or exchange. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: I had a diamond. Long story why I had it, but I had a diamond with me and I didn't want the diamond anymore. And so, I put it up for auction at the cowboy auction. I got three offers. And the offer that I took was Corey, uh, the CEO of HJH. He said, hey, I'll take that diamond in exchange. I'll give you some equity in this deal.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: And so, I was like, well, that's interesting. I'd rather have You know, turn this non monetary, non cash flowing asset into a cash flowing asset. And so I took the deal. And so
1: (laughs) that's how you met. That's how you met your partner today, huh?
0: That's how we started business. We had met briefly before that. Then we did that. And then we started talking for close to a year. And as the company was growing, he basically made me an offer I couldn't refuse to become a partner in the company. And handle investor relations and the, you know, education and building relationships and now this marketing stuff and ebook and podcasts and all that kind of stuff, it frees up time for him to go out and run the company and do great deals. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have my dream job. I mean, I'm just blessed beyond words. And yeah, so that's a story about how I got into (laughs) commercial real estate syndication.
1: There you go, bro. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing. I'm glad I asked the last question and what an amazing story, my friend. Again, uh, my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the Five Talents podcast. If you heard something today, That brought you some value, I would encourage you go to our podcast, leave us a five-star review and rating and a written review. And then also reach out to Ben as well. He'd love to help you. And he sounds like, man, he's the educator that you want to go talk to if you're interested in learning more about how your money's working. And then sure, he'd love to have you as an investor too. So thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Ben, thank you, brother.
0: Thanks, Abel. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're gonna bring you interviews from other industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're gonna want a copy of our Passive Investor's Guide, Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. It's the guide we use to invest in $93 million of commercial real estate. It's a 65 page ebook. It's a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications, and we're going to show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm going to give you a free copy. So take a moment to do that now. We'd appreciate it. And then you can register for the book at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. 5TCRE.com forward slash ebook. Let us know and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you so much for subscribing to the 5 Talents Podcast.